Hey, this is Marv Wolfman, co-creator of the Teen Titans, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. That sound really warms my heart, because I know I'm about, at least for the next two-plus hours, I'm about to have fun. All the fun. telling you the the euphoria that we feel when we record this show once a week can be doubled or or tripled you know it's possible it is yeah. we could set up a, a permanent recording studio in jason's spacious abode all desktops elbow to elbow look at him automatically cracking the whip there's no room for that Dude, yes, there is. There's plenty of room. I'm Every sure. Every place in our house is allocated to a purpose. <laughs> yes, and I'm, one of those we're like Marie Kondo over here. We don't, yes. no... I'm sure. Oh, Beth would love to see me more than once a week. That's true. Mm-hmm. You figure that mystery bit that I inserted in there yourself. Hey, everybody! <laughs> it's eleven o'clock comics, episode eight hundred and sixty-four. Damn. Yes, and I am Vince B. You are Vince B, and I am David A. Price. That is true, and what a night I had because I'm Jonathan Webb. Okay. You are the most un-Jonathan Webb person I know, but you can be Jonathan Webb for the sake of argument because that's the whole concept behind the book, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But you're not. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Here together on our Book of the Month episode. Yes, indeedy. It is Ed Brubaker. The Phillipses squared. That's what I put on the the um, featured image. Phillips and a little two squared. Isn't that clever? That uh, but actually, it's Sean and his disturbingly talented son, Jacob Phillips, on the latest collaboration from this this mega... It's a trio by now, I would say. It used to be a duo, but now it's a trio. In my eyes, anyway. Okay. It, okay. You take those colors away, you're going to lose a lot. That's all I'm saying. Um, For the record, I see two names on the cover, though, just saying. On the cover, yes. Uh, well... The papers, but the... And I definitely get what you're saying, Vince. We're not going to stray because it, it's just um, there were there were colors on a lot of Brubaker's, a lot of Ed's and Sean's pre-Jacob work. But I definitely it's it's kind of like they 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 the three of them are just a set these days, and I really can't imagine as long as it's been going on. I really can't imagine anybody but Jacob. He's fearless. The dude is fearless with color, and and that's why he he stands out. He it's it's instantly atypical. You look at at his color work, and it's like, my God, this guy has no boundaries. But we'll get into it because it is the intro, and the name of the book is called Night Fever from Image Comic. It's a hardcover, twenty four ninety nine, worth every penny, and we're gonna get into it. But before we do. I want to tell you about an online entity that gives you the power to point and laugh 
at retail prices. That's what they do because they are cheapgraphicnovels.com. One more time for the people way in the back. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Everything you need to know is in that URL because you can get Omnibu, trade paperback collections, manga, anything that's thick and has a lot of pages, you can get it from Cheap Graphic Novel and a lot of other stuff too. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. But here's what you're going to do. After you order the Romnibus, pre-order it, and the second one's up too, by the way, you are going to receive an email confirmation. And it's going to say, thank you for ordering from CheapGraphicNovels.com. And you are going to reply to that email confirmation saying, 11 o'clock comics sent me. And you will be gifted with another email that says, you know what, bruh or, or brudette, you will get free shipping on your next order. Shipping is expensive. And here they are just giving you free shipping on an entire order. Use your heads. Order accordingly. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Go there and save. Go there and order Night Fever for seventeen forty nine. Thank you very much for backing me up. You're welcome. That was expertly played. Love it, love it, love it. I do what I can. Well, since it is Brubaker and Phillips and Phillips, I thought it would be a crime if I did not bring alcohol to the table. Mm. I got jokes. I got jokes. I have three. Uh, I'm tri-fisting it. Number one is from Stone Brewing. This is the Down Understruck IPA. A double IPA with Australian hops. 9% alcohol by volume. Then I have from Southern Tier Brewing Company. Hoptomic Rush Tropical IPA, which has 6.5 alcohol by volume. And last but not least, from Breckenridge Brewery, this is Juice Drop Hazy IPA, which has la-dee-da-da, I can't, da-da-da-da, I don't know. Oh, there it is. 7% alcohol by volume. So, Stone is in the lead with 9. And that's the one so I'm we're, consuming first. We're, we're back on the beer for the book of the month? Well, I didn't want to get hoity-toity because this is not a book about... Um, well, we'll get into it. But, but I thought <laughs> I would go rugged and earthy. I, I, don't, I don't disapprove. And hoppy. Yeah. You and you know me with, with the with the hops. I get a little stupid towards the end. And, <laughs> and yeah, and our protagonist got a whole lot of stupid. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> not before the end, but yes. Right. <sighs> it's all about the concept. I'm trying to work this this uh, you know, I move in 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 art. So I try. <sighs> yes. What flavored water are you drinking tonight, Chase? <laughs> um, well, I am almost done a pink grapefruit seltzer, and then I have some uh, fruit punch flavored G Zero for the uh, main conversation to sober up with. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, take the edge off. Yeah, <laughs> let your lights go. Wait, let me check. Let me check. Yeah, it is zero point zero percent alcohol content. 
point zero. I guess zero by itself wasn't enough. Gotta have the decimal point. I guess I'm not the only one that got jokes. Um, I had a uh, a delicious gin and tonic earlier uh, with dinner. So now, courtesy of the uh, Bartesian, I am sipping on a wonderful whiskey sour. Jason was right. Completely. What did he right. say? Because when I said you stepped out to get a drink, he's like, oh, fire up the Bartesian, yo. Yep. And, and that's what happened. Yeah, I felt like it. Nice. So here we are. Night fever. And I, can't, I can't ask my normal question. No, you can't, because this is new. <laughs> well, Actually, I, this was no, this was thrust. Oh, because you read the preview. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Oh, it's still the same thing. It just came out. Yeah. Um, this was thrust upon you listeners. We know that. This, this one skirted our usual process because we were at a loss. We had to pick something, and... What better to choose than Brubaker and Phillips and Phillips? It, it's always their their work is always guaranteeing a good time. Uh, it may not be an upbeat um, affirmation of life, good time, but it's always at least um, a meaty read that that leads to discussion. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there may be some similar themes, familiar, not. The characters may behave similarly throughout their different stories, but I, what 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 I like about Night Fever, why I'm really glad we decided to do this tonight, is that as much as we've loved every Reckless book, as much as we've enjoyed Criminal, uh, this is neither of those things, and and we we get yet another OGN uh, by these extremely talented creators, and. Um, yeah, it, it, you just dive right in because you don't need to know anything else before cracking open the cover on this thing. Right. I th- I think uh, extremely creative is um, underselling their their talents at, at, at this totally point. Is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think they are safe to say creeping up on legendary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, especially, yeah. I mean, as far as a modern age or contemporary uh, creative team and working in comics today, I mean, every generation has theirs. And, and I mean, yeah, I can't, they, they are pretty much at the top of, because who else, who else is currently, pretty much, I mean, very few artists get to do more than like, you know, three issues of an ongoing. And, and so no matter who, Pretty much every comic on the stands almost feels like an anthology written by the same writer. But this, these, these two are just constantly putting out work together, and mm-hmm. it, it's I, I cannot right now, and it's not because I'm tired, but right now I, I'm drawing a blank as to who I would, comp- who I would put in the same league as just a couple of guys who constantly work well. Together. Well, I, I think mm-hmm. I think Tom and Mitch are in the race. But yep. Brubaker and Phillips okay. are about 20 laps ahead of them at this point. Well, no I f- happened to uh, pose no this very conversation to our lovely slackers two weeks ago. He did. I did. I said that uh, having just finished Night Fever, that I was pondering that, that Brubaker and Phillips may in fact be the best creative duo in comics, at least modern comics. Yeah, and yeah I'm glad you... you, you 
clarified that with modern. Yeah, no, no, I said, no, no, I said no, yeah. And then I said, so I got me thinking who would be the greatest creative duos in the history of comics. And I just to get the started, I threw out a five, five pairs. But it, I mean, it was literally off the cuff. I, I didn't sit there and like construct a list like we would do for a special episode. My list was Lee and Kirby, obviously. Uh, uh, Claremont Byrne, Wolfman Perez, uh, Morrison Quitely, and Brubaker Phillips. And then, uh, and very... Well read and erudite crew uh, started offering up their choices, and they threw out. Uh, Brian was the first. Brian Clark was the first one to chime in, and he said, e- "Which makes a ton of sense." He said, "What?" Um, Eastman and Laird. Oh yeah. Was I breaking? Yeah, yeah. you're you're still breaking up. So. Mm. That's frustrating. It is, but uh, what the listeners don't know is that you're currently beset with bad weather, so it happens. We got that. We got the sigh. So that yeah, I, mean, I don't want to talk. Yeah, you I don't do. Know if I... Yeah. Well, um, Eastman and Laird are really very far up there for me, but they do one thing, or they did one thing. So right. I don't think that uh, I can't realistically put Eastman and Laird in the same category with like uh, King and Jared's. Or um, even though their work means more to me than a lot of other duos, uh, I think it's safe to say that and a huge grain of salt or no, a huge tongue in my cheek when I say Lee and Kirby will never be eclipsed as the greatest duo in comics. But we all know it was all Jack anyway. So, but on paper, it's Lee and Kirby. So I got to go with that as the greatest duo in the history of comics. I don't think they'll ever. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to get a three count on those guys ever. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Darren said King and Jared's. Um, Rod said Lee and Ditko. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's strong, right? They're uh, very Jonathan strong. Jonathan Wilbur said the brothers Hernandez. Ooh, but they almost never work on the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, T. Thomas said more Gibbons. Mm, it's tight. I mean, I mean, they just did one thing. It may be the greatest yeah. thing ever. But. Well, well they, no, but they also did the Superman annual. But still, I mean, yes, they, they, well, they did okay, 12 yeah. amazing issues and and uh, a handful of pages here and there together. But yeah, I know what you mean. But how many albums did the Beatles release? Right? You can say, enough. oh, yeah, enough, but enough. comparable to, to 12, I guess, well, like, I mean, more or less. Also, yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking of Lee and Ditko, but they obviously they did more than just those first couple dozen Spider-Man issues. Well, Zach uh, is telling you that it was all Steve. Anyway. Yes, yes, so. yes. But I mean, but obviously there's also, you, you can also add Doctor Strange to that. But Which, yeah. was, which was Steve, yeah. too. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill, <laughs> Miller Mazzucchelli. Got some love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that's another one where it's still just a handful of, of issues. But still, those are phenomenal again, issues. Um, Busiek Anderson. Hmm. No? Okay, well, yeah, yeah, City, I mean, yeah. you can't front on the work. I, but I, yeah. I don't think um, it it resounds as, as clear as some one like Wolfman and Perez. Like, I think, I think those guys are Titans. Like, yeah, you know, 
Uh, Vaughn Staples got some love, but but again, I think I mean they've done one thing together. So as great as it is, it's one thing. So right. I mean, there's uh, probably people out there that say the Luna Brothers, <laughs> you know. But okay, they, they were they were great. Um, I, I don't yeah. think they've they've produced enough to uh, to qualify them. But their work that they have done together is, is strong. It, it, yeah, it's, it's a hard call. Like there there are so many great artistic pairings, but <laughs> it's very tough to even approach Brubaker and Phillips. There just seems to be. A resonance when these two guys get together and they start creating like there's magic that's the word for it it is it really is magic because you don't find comics of this not comics stories of of that's not even the right word you you don't find art of this caliber randomly you you don't find it from many and and it just seems like it, they are they they each bring something to the table that nobody else has uh, would these stories be as good or w- would they hit as hard if there was a different artist on every book probably not i hesitate and and i hesitate because the stories are are very good but without phillips there i don't know i don't know if these are all working because who knows who could have been in the the second chair like it could, it's a risk and and there there's no risk with brew baker and phillips you know what you're going to get and it's going to be phenomenal how do they do it i don't know i don't know they're they're a two-headed beast at this point agreed yeah absolutely I can't it's very hard for me to to express how I feel when I get a new Brubaker Phillips book and, and it's in my hand and I take that that shrink wrap off and I like I I don't my instinct is to rah, you know bull in a china shop just barrel through I got experiences right now but I I try and put my emotions on pause and just go in and let it just unfold at whatever pace I think was intended by the creators because you could tell like uh you can perceive how they want you to read it by the number of panels the you, i mean you know how sequentials work right so um i just try and relinquish all control and just let them wash over me and you got to remember and this is for every comic not just brubaker and phillips we're not drivers we're passengers so nobody likes a backseat driver. You can have opinions on the art, but they don't amount to squat because you're not in the driver's seat. So I let these guys take me wherever they want to go, and and I'm enjoying every bit of it. Just leaning back and experience it. And I don't find this from many creators. Like this does not happen often. And when it does, it's it's it just it lights up my world. So I, I just hope these guys stay a partnership and uh, creative for like decades to come because we don't know how good we have it with these with these fellas. I, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, and I know it, Jason mentioned I, I, I read the preview and it, and this and I think Pulp were the only two times that I did take advantage. 
of the image previews for for them. Reckless, I hold off for as long as I can. I try not to read the the previews for that because I just want it. But um, but here, I really didn't know when it was actually coming, and they and, and they sent this to, to months ago, like earlier in the year. Yeah, we and got it a long time ago. So I was just I wasn't sure when it was coming because you know I get the previews that was out when this was out when 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 this dropped it, or when the previews came in it, it wasn't in that it wasn't in the next one i was just like what the hell so i just like well let me just let me check it out and I, I honestly was just going to to check out the first few pages just to get a feel for it see how different it is to everything else and next thing i know i'm like practically done and i was like that just that sucked me in and 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 it's not i'm not saying that that's rare for for Brubaker and Phillips due to me, but I just I couldn't believe that 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 the time flew by and I was just so absorbed in this story that that takes place where pretty much none of the other stories have taken place and and it, it in a setting that is different than than we've seen from them and it, it's I it, it it's a great story it, it it's I I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to compare and contrast and say where it ranks on all their work or or, or where I would fit you know how I feel about this towards reckless or anything it it it's a beautiful thing on its own and I'm I'm just so glad we have it that they can just take the time and break away from the long ish standing projects like reckless like criminal or anything else that they're doing that that, that they can kind of just come in with this drop this on us and then we'll be back with something else that you might be familiar with and i i i, I love that they're just as readers that, that that they keep us on our toes well the setting is not unintentional i mean it it, it plays into the concept of the whole book yep so i mean at that and you could say that about everything Brubaker inserts into the his his uh, stories everything is carefully conceived i mean the guy's super sharp but yeah, I deleted the preview. <laughs> I, there's no way I'm reading a digital Brubaker and Phillips. It's just not. I, and I just waited until I got my hands on the book. Mm-hmm. I need to feel it and touch it, and and uh, just you got to do it in the right light too, because oh uh, yeah 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 you, yeah you know, no none no, of this low no light glare. bullshit. No no, yeah. no, it's got to be perfect. And and I, I'm rarely hoity-toity about how i consume art like um yes i do prefer paper over digital but for most things if digital's all i have i'll read that but with brubaker and phillips nah i have to have the physical object and it has to be at a time i have to read it at a time when i can block out everything external mm-hmm. uh, i can't be due to catch a train in, in 20 minutes or have to go to work or have to you know no i i erase all that stuff it, it sounds silly but it's an event when we get a brubaker phillips and i want to treat it in a special way call it a ritual i don't know it, uh, i have very very stringent um requirements whenever brubaker and phillips uh land in my hands jason you don't have to be that quiet we'll let you know when you break up Yeah, I know, but it's frustrating. But that was perfect, so run with it. Run with it. Do you have I mean, any any um, uh, special methods you, you, you enact whenever you get a Brubaker Phillips, or is it just another book? 
Um, well, I mean, like you, it's it's not just another book at this point because I know it's going to be great, so I savor it. Um, but I don't read the digitals with these either. I want to I want to savor it, right? You know? Right, like that um, Fakakta X Men gala thing. Like I, bro. I no, I'm just saying when when you blew up on on the the Slack and you were talking about it in a not pleasing. Uh, way I, I said, well, I got to read this, and I was just I, I I resorted to digital, and I was just like, page down, page down, page down, page down. Like it it wasn't it wasn't um, an experience. Whereas with the Brubaker Phillips, you got to light the candles, you know, prepare the room. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> Get the lotion out. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and because there are very, very few things in this world that I savor. I'm not a foodie, and I, I don't take pain. Yeah, I don't take pains to appreciate other things than art. But when it comes to art and the stuff that I know is going to be very uh, not well, not only well done but impactful and and have. Um, permutations in the brain right you can go places then i i i i'm very i guess you could say hoity-toity about it no doubt yeah i mean that's that's the best when when you when something is multi-sensory it's the best right yeah yeah and holding a book is an added sense i mean i will say that that i mean we've adored the reckless books obviously and yep um they've been amazing and magic uh but I was pretty excited for a different type of story from them. Not not because anything's wrong with the Reckless books, but it's just a reminder that they are creative storytellers with lots of things they want to do as a team. And, you know, reading the, um, like the intro and seeing how excited uh, Phillips was to draw something set in Europe and to draw surroundings that he was familiar with personally. Um, and, you know, then to read at the end where he said that he basically was so excited by this, he drew twice up. And um, for our listeners who don't know what that means, he drew, uh, you know, a typical, I mean, these days it's all over the place. But 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 for most of comics history, comics were drawn uh, on a, you know, a, a size of paper that was like 11 by 17 or 12 by 18. Um, and back in the day, certain artists like Kirby would draw twice up. They would do twice as much, like two two pages worth. Um, and then shrink it down. And uh, that's not very common anymore, right? Because it's easier right. to draw smaller. But but Phillips drew twice up for these. Um, so I can't wait to see the art. I don't think they're up on Splash Page yet. But uh, but I, I it's like he's so good. Like he's such a great artist that to think that this inspired him more than usual, because like his usual is brilliant, had me excited, you know? Yes. A uh, little fun fact. In the Bronze Age... Whenever there was a splash page, a double page splash in Marvel Comics, the artists worked half size and they enlarged it. Why, you may ask, to save time. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, and you can tell, especially, so I was a diehard Amazing Spider-Man reader. There are double play, page splashes in Amazing Spider-Man where you can tell that the art had been enlarged. The lines are super thick. And not like Ross Andrews' normal work. And I'm just like, even as a kid, I was like, what? This looks 
weird. It looks strange. That's because they, they enlarged it uh, 200%. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I love how, how you said it's magic because <laughs> it, it really is. That's the perfect word for when, when, when art impacts um, those that experience it on this level is because it changes your reality. Like it, a Brubaker Phillips book will push you down or instigate a path of, I guess, cognition that you wouldn't have traipsed down had you not read the book. Like they make you think and they make you experience and they make you um, uh, sense things that were you watching family feud like it, it your your whole current state is transformed they did that that's magic they, they the, their creative output changed you that's the perfect word for it i you know call me what you will but that is what they do you are transformed by the product of these three gentlemen and that's magic it's insane that's power, right? Let's get into it. Um, going in, I, 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 the, the, the comment that I wanted to make initially is I think this is the most accessible Brubaker Phillips book to date. Unpack that. Do you mean, you mean it's, it's, because it's surface level? Do you mean because of the subject matter? Well, I, I, I think the, the, the theme of the book is universal in, mm -hmm. in that the, the story is about a man who has become complacent in his existence and hungers for something outside of the norm. So he steps out of his normal life into a life that is the antithesis of what he lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Who doesn't want to do that? Who hasn't hungered for something other than the mundane in their lives? Don't you guys just wish for a day that you can do something that is different than all of the days that came before? Yes. Yes and no. Um, I think the ennui that is conveyed in this book is really impactful. And I think that anyone that's at a point in their lives, like we are in our forties, fifties, you know, married long into our careers, et cetera. I think you have to have some capacity to identify with this dude's worldview. Um, now I'm happy to say I don't, I don't share that worldview, but, but I very much empathize with it. Like, in, like from as an intellectual exercise, I definitely empathize with it. Um, it makes me sad because I, I think that uh, like it's a pretty terrible way to live, and he's and he's even aware of it, right? Like he's aware that he has a like by all accounts he should be thrilled with his life, right? Like he's got this great career, he makes good living, he's provided for his family, he's got a wife who loves him, you know, kids, uh, other people in the book comment, and he's got like this idyllic life, and he knows it. But it's still not enough because it's it's the life he's lived over and over. It's the whole joke, like, you know, saltine, you know, versus rich cracker type of thing. Um, 
But I, I think the power of Brubaker and Phillips is like they make you feel it. Like you feel his angst. Oh yeah. Even though I don't have that worldview, I felt his agita. Like like reading these pages, I'm like, oh, I, I feel what he's feeling. Not because I have those feelings, but because they're they're bringing me in so deep, I can like picture this guy and how he's feeling about his life. Yeah. Well, I identify a lot with Jonathan Webb because there is not a day that goes by that I ask my that I don't ask myself. What the fuck am I doing here? Like, how did I get here? Did I piss off the gods of karma somewhere along the the line that I've been thrust? And 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 again, you you like to blame things other than yourself, but you know we make our own beds. This is the life I've made for myself, and it's no one's fault but my own if it's not what I want it to be. And I think that's one of the message messages of, of this book is that you you create your own reality. And I think the ending of this book is incredibly sad. Mm. I just, I read the last page and I'm just like, you motherfuckers. Because... <laughs> nothing was learned i mean he he i i don't think we should bury the lead and 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 you know go right to the the conclusion initially but he had what he wanted and even though it wasn't entirely perfect he pulled back and tried to convince himself that he made the right decision. When you can tell by the look on his face, and it's brilliant, the Phillips rendered the, that last page perfectly. You could tell by the look at his face that he realized that, you know, I, I'm just trying to convince myself that this is the that I've done the right thing. But he knows that 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 wanderlust is still there. It didn't go away. It just he just packed it away and put it on the top shelf in a closet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like those scenes in movies where people are in really bad predicaments and they say something like, you know, they pray to God and they're like, God, if you, you know, if you just let me out of this situation, I swear I'll never do it again. Right, I'll, right. I'll pray to you every day. And then by the end of the story there, yeah, I'll quit. back to, yeah. I'll quit smoking. The end they light up. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he was living life without a net. It was it was exciting and unpredictable and and adventurous and then reality licked its pinky and stuck it up his ass and he was just like whoa what am I doing I could get killed this is dangerous I have a family and kids and what would they do if I if I never returned home and so I mean is you have to question that. Is is it is it love or is it just routine, right? And and I have to say his his wife is way above his pay grade. Let's just <laughs> let's just put that out there. So say we all, dude. Right. Yeah. But no. I, but in in terms of of the theme of the book, I I think that this is a a piece that number one because it's a one shot in a sense. It's an OGN. 
Um, everything you need to know is within the pages nestled between the two covers that anyone can pick this up and read it. And the themes are pretty much universal. Unlike Reckless, which uh, you don't have to be particularly attuned to the, the crime noir, but it helps, right? If you're not, they will make you a convert by the time you've read one. Um, but I, I just think that I could give this to my brother-in-law and say, here, read this. And everything he needs to experience is within that cover. And it will speak to him. Whether he is repulsed by it or or finds some kind of um, connection with it, it will speak to him. And I think that that's, that is a truism of anyone you give this to. They're either going to find something within the antics of this main character that they think, huh, so so... I can carve a different path for myself. It'll be dangerous and it'll be, um, I'll be living without a map, but that's amazing, isn't it? Like whenever the question of where are we going to go on vacation comes up, I always say, let's just start driving. Let's just go. Well, wait a minute. We can't just do that because we have to have a place to stay and we have to know where we're going and we have to know if the place we're going to stay at is any good or or what about the area we're in? Is is it safe? Like, wow, wow, stop. Stop thinking all those things. Just go. Experience life. It's out there. You know what I mean? It's not going to – it may not play fair, but that's awesome. That's amazing. That you, if you if everything in your life falls according to plan, what a boring life you live. Do you guys agree? Like, it, it, if you're following a script, you know what the next line is. It's right there on the paper. That's that's heartless and boring and and uneventful and and just plain. There's not a glimmer of hope in that life at all because you know what's coming down the road. This guy had it all. And he put it in his back pocket and slipped into the routine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I, this is an existential question, right? Like, uh, and, and I think Everybody, well, I don't want to say everybody. That's too. That's too broad. But uh, a, a lot of people probably have different phases of their life where they are in and out of sync with this kind of thought, right? I mean, thirty-year-old Woodrow was ravenously unsatisfied with my life, feeling like I needed to, like, have more, be more successful, make more, you know. I was very focused on like what I didn't have and why, and I should have it because I'm smart and I'm hardworking and I have this opportunity, you know, that kind of thing. And it consumed me. And I wouldn't say like a flip switch, but at almost 50, very different place in my life. I now very much every day appreciate and relish what I have, recognizing that could I have more? Sure. But there are inherent trade-offs, as as our our character in this book had to realize, to living a different path, and and so I have completely, and again, whether it's time or circumstance or whatever it is, I do not possess that 
worldview in my in my corpus anymore. Like I don't ever wake up thinking, "How did I get here? Uh, why don't I have this? I should be doing this instead." Um, intellectually, like we're just having co- like drinks together and chatting. Like, sure, like like I said, like in other world, I'd be a marine biologist. Like, all, but yeah, but like, but I don't have that. It doesn't it doesn't affect my ability to value and appreciate the life I do have, like my reality with, with Webb. He understands that he has a really good life, like a life that he should be happy with, but it doesn't keep him from being completely unsatisfied with it. Right. And I think a lot of people live that. I think a lot of people have that, that experience very tangibly. I may have had that experience at a a, a different point in my life. I, it has been so long since I've had that worldview. It is now, like looking at a alien creature at the zoo. Like it is, I, I don't identify with it. Right. Well, I, I'll tell you right now, if I'm getting gas one day and a beautiful blonde with an AK 47 comes up to me and she's like, get in the damn car. I'm getting in the car. <laughs> I'm just, just the way it is because I have yearned for something different forever, but never acted upon it. Because for the, a lot of the same reasons, I have responsibilities, right? You you have you have mouths that depend on you, not only mouths but but entities that depend on you, right? You have you have another half that completes you, right? This is this is all the way it should be. But taking into consideration the possibility that this may be the only chance at this whole existence thing that you get. Right, I think that's what we forget that a lot of us have worldviews in which there is either guaranteed or assumed that there's something after this, maybe another go around, maybe um eternal rewards, or in if you're an asshole, damnation, who knows, but that's not set in stone. Like, we don't know if this is the only go-around we get or not. So wouldn't it be smart to assume that, I mean, play it safe, this is the only go-around you get. This is the only chance at at life that you are ever going to have. So why wouldn't you be a Jonathan Webb and take risks and step outside and do something different? It's difficult. It, it, that is probably the hardest thing any of us would ever do, right? Yeah. You know, you can you can apply for a different job. That's great. Or you can move to another state and get a different atmosphere. Awesome as well. But to just take your self and step into another completely different lifestyle... That's very hard. I mean, everything in, in, in is telling you this is this is bad. You can't do this. This is not the way it is because society has conditioned you to to think job, family, children, retirement, death. That's the way it works, right? But Jonathan Webb got out of that loop, and he's with beautiful European women who are throwing themselves at him. He he's experiencing gunplay and crime like he they they break into someone's house uh just because he's told you know to back you know back me up 
but by uh, is it Rainier or Rain Rainier? How do you say that name? I think it's Rainier, right? I thought it was like Rainier, like the mount, but yeah. Rainier. Okay, right. good. That's Rainier. That's fine. Um, so, but so he, this man represents a lifestyle that is totally alien to him, and that going into the 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 location of the book, I think it's it's perfect because here you have a dude that lives in the states thrust into the 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 beauty of the French um, country, right, or, or or cityscapes in the in this case, and it, and and it's 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 France, so it's there's 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 love and there's art and there's there's uh, it's alien to him it's a stranger in a strange land right he doesn't speak the language um but he doesn't really have to because all of these things that happen to him are pretty much you know you don't they don't need to be defined <laughs> right it's exciting um and and then he's thrust not thrust but he willingly enters this lifestyle and then f realizes that mm, this is not how i should be living my life and, and comes back home i i think the the ending is incredibly sad because it i think it, yeah i think the whole book is sad yeah it really is a character study of 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 you said a guy who I think is like his real life is probably very accessible to most of us. Like we're like, oh yeah, oh I, yeah. I, like he's and, got, and yet he has wholly unsatisfied. With it, yeah, right. His his job is very lucrative. Um, he's he's proficient at it to the point where he doesn't even have to try. Like he's he has an instinct for well, he's a, for those of you who haven't read this, he's he's a, a literary agent. He's a book buyer. So, so people submit manuscripts to him, and he decides almost immediately which ones are going to connect with the 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 book buying public and which ones aren't. And he's become very good at it. So he can he can just flip through a manuscript and tell, oh, okay, this one's going to work, and this one's not, without even trying. Like he doesn't have to read the whole thing. And those around him are telling him man man you got it made like you you have power in in the book publishing industry that i mean it's power whatever um you got a great wife beautiful wife you got kids like you're you're living the dream and he's just like yeah okay i guess so i got you know whatever and 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 so this this tantalizing uh Adventure is presented to him in, in the form of Rainier, a man whose identity, again, very tied to the, the concept, he assumes the identity of someone, not himself, to get into this club where there's everyone's masked, so they're hiding their true faces. And there's public sex, gambling, drinking. Uh, fighting, like everything that is taboo in in society is on display in this party. And it's exciting to him. He's like, whoa. So he, he starts playing poker. And he plays it as a man, not himself. He doesn't take the steps he would were he 
Jonathan Webb. He plays like he's someone else. He takes risks and he's, he's wild and he's, he's unpredictable and people are just like, holy shit, like he can't lose. He, he keeps winning and, and cashes in. So he's flush with cash. He's in a, a European country. There's women all over the place. It's, it's so distracting that, that he forgets about his his normal day-to-day life and he embarks upon this journey with this Rainier that just encompasses everything that is not in his normal life. That th- This book doesn't require uh, and then, and then, and then. It's a pretty simple book. Yeah. But I, I think the message is incredibly powerful in that um, it, it goes far beyond uh you know um monstro trying to take over the world like they, okay that's that's fun those stories are great but this is a story that that everybody can key into like it 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 is one of the big puzzles of existence do you keep going down the path that you you think is the right one or do you take a side road it's like uh, psychogeography, right? If if you drive the same way or you commute or walk the same way to work every day, taking that path, that tried and true path that you know is going to get you to your destination, you never see anything else. You never experience anything different. Take a side road, right? Go down. Like I, I, I do this. I make a conscious effort to do this every day. I try and take a different route to work every day, whether it's just one or two roads or whether I go maybe a mile out of my way. Like I just try and and just mix it up, see something different, experience a new thing. Uh, I mean, who knows? Life is unpredictable. You 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 may drive by an accident. I'm not wanting people to get hurt, but I'm saying. Something an unplanned for event could happen that requires or or would benefit from your involvement, and you'd never know it because you take that same way to work every single day. Jonathan Webb takes the same route to work every day, guaranteed. Does not does not waver. And and in this book, he 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 takes a different path. And wow, the things that he sees. But he dovetails back at the end to that 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 familiar pathway and that's where the sadness comes in it from me it's like dude you had it yes but there there were people that would have been let down by you but they would have been okay your kids would have grown up hating you your wife would think you're a scumbag but you are james bond Maybe Rainier didn't have his best... Well, there's no maybe about it. Rainier did not have his best interest uh, at heart. But so what? What if you... Even if he caught a bullet in the forehead somewhere along the line, he would have been something other than himself. He'd be living. The guy... I mean, I don't think... Yes, what you could call his his day-to-day existence is living. But it's rote. It's mundane. It's the same thing every single day. So if you fall, if you die in this new adventuresome status quo, is that a bad ending? I don't think so. 
Not at all. Am I nuts? I mean, you, you guys aren't saying I, anything. Yes, but not about that. No, there's a... Um, I just... Part of me is also wondering if... Um, maybe... Uh, going through all this and... And yet, I mean, coming home to the familiar and just knowing that, you know, at, at least... It's it's like a, a safety net or a security blanket, whatever you want to call it. But I also wonder if the type of person that Jonathan is, if if it's sustainable for him to act this way. But but then again, you know, early on, after his uh, after his fun time at the, the the masquerade party, and he he's involved, he's literally involved in a hit and run. Um, is his his life is threatened and and the uh, the prick behind the gun is, is telling him to look away and Webb's just like fuck you if you're gonna do it. which there I, I think I'm not gonna say many but I, I I I think that's a feeling that comes across people at 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 times when they're either when they're low or just at a certain point where it's just like if this is if this is my fate if this is where it is this is where it ends then then so be so he's he's ah, he's, he's willing to, to face it right and say what excellent keep going i'll i'll, I'll chime in he he he's early on a, a, after we meet him after a handful of pages he's 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 willing he's at a point in his life where he's just going to take that on as, as, as it's presented and just no, if if this is it, this is it. Now, whether there was something in the back of his mind that maybe you know something is, I, we kind of have those premonitions sometimes where it, it, it's not as bad as as it it may seem. Something is going to, to save us at the last minute, and 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 that that happened here. Um, but it, it's the 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 book kind of took me. Well, or, or Jonathan specifically, j- just took me on the roller coaster because it it is he's he's presented as as one way at the beginning of the book, and then he does all this on in uh, one one night it, or or over the course of time in in France when he's there for work, and and it just the story ends with him going back home and and to just kind of at least as far as the home life goes, what he's familiar with, no idea really. How work might, um, what his work life will be like from from here on out, depending on how things went in France. But it, it just there are, it. I was just really, and and I'm not trying to bring it back to Ethan Reckless or anything like that. But some of the characters that we've seen in in a lot of Brew Baker's work are pretty much straightforward they, they they go from point a to b and 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 webb is just he's he's probably not not probably for me anyway he's he's like one of the most relatable characters in a brubaker book because i sure as hell can't can't really you know see myself in in ethan i have nothing to do with with fucking lawlessness but i mean this guy he's just he doesn't know everything you were just saying that's he he's he's Going through the same motions, day in day out, he, he he's able to go to a work function overseas, can't sleep, decides to take a walk one night, and his life just kind of does a one eighty, and and 
So when you're thrown in these kind of situations, you don't know how you're going to react, and we're watching how how, how Webb reacts, and it it's, it takes you on a ride. Yeah, I think it's very important to note that he takes a walk one night looking for drugs. Yes, yeah, because the pharmacies are open late, and, uh, and and you can get pills without a prescription. Of course, right. it's too late. He at wants this time of night, but, but he wants to. He wants to. He wants to numb himself. He wants to he, feel something. Yeah, he wants to remove the the. The change, the the this the shackles. He wants to become something. And he also wants other. to sleep. Yeah, he can't sleep. But I'm glad you mentioned fate, because I think fate is is anathema to this book, because fate is a predetermined end, right? Oh, you know, I wonder what my fate is. Bullshit. You don't have a fate. That's what this book is saying. You 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 throw the the rigid middle finger up to fate. Because your life is not predetermined, as far as this book goes, it's 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 wide open. You can do anything. To to think that you have or something, a cosmic something has planned an end for you, is the most downbeat, soulless, bleak ending I could ever think of for my life. I don't want to believe that something ha- that somebody somewhere somebody has a giant book. And they flip to the pages, you know, they get to the bees, and there's my name, and it says, you know what I mean, eaten by shark. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. I'm not going near the water. <laughs> like, okay. But you know what I mean? Like, fate is, fate does not play in this book. He, he skirts fate. His fate is to keep doing the job over, you know, ad nauseum, to keep providing for the family, being there for the kids, Missionary sex with the wife, you know it's missionary. There's nothing else going on in that bed but missionary sex. I mean, she's gorgeous, but still, she purrs like a kitten. Other than that, uneventful. But he 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 just disregards fate at one point. He throws caution to the wind and embarks on this journey. And it's awesome. He's living. His blood is pumping, right? And then... Reality kicks in. He almost gets shot. But one would think that escaping a bullet at that close range may be a sign that, hey, you're the architect of this, right? There's a, a lot of people make the argument that, that we are the architects of reality. Like um, everything we perceive, we create. Or, or is created for us in a sense. Like we are the the the, the uh, Earth centric theory when Earth was considered to be the center of the universe. Well, w- there there's a argument being made for our consciousness, our individual consciousness, create our universe. I don't know. You take that with whatever you want to take it with. But what I'm saying is, he he's he's the architect at one point. He's he's and he he doesn't know what the script is going to be because it hasn't been written. Everything's off the cuff, fly by night. He's getting shot at. He's doing crime. He's 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 drinking it up and gambling and with all these exotic women and super handsome men and dungeon sex. Like what? And then he remembers that the playbook is in his back pocket. He pulls it out and he goes up. Ah. Page 136, here we go. I should not be doing this. This is, this, is, this is not the way it's supposed to be. 
But who decided that? Did, did I mean, obviously he did. But was it a product of almost losing his life? Or, or was it a product of society telling him, my dude, you, you know, you have succeeded. You have attained. You've leveled up. Right. This is you're the king of of your world. So you should keep doing this because you know what to expect. But I don't think existence is 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 benefited by knowing what to expect at every corner. It's that's boring. Yeah, I, I think he's a pretty weak person. Oh, definitely. I think so. You know, like even even. And we we really haven't talked about. I mean, we've hinted at it, but but and it is pretty service level. But for those that haven't read this, it like Vince said, he's a this guy's a, a book agent. He goes to Paris meetings, and he doesn't basically just doesn't show up to the meetings. He just doesn't. He's got this this angst, and then he ends up at this eyes wide shut type of party by That's lying about who he is. He says he's someone else, and goes in and. Uh, you know, he has all these grand adventures and away he goes and he meets up with another mysterious guy. And, you know, since this is book of the month, we can spoil it. It turns out that the guy is uh, actually the person he he lied about being. Yeah. Uh, and, and so this guy's been using him like a simp, basically trying to set him up this whole time because this guy's like a, you know, a, a contract killer. Um, the thing is, is that like, you know, you know, I hate like slackers obviously like i always talk about how like that kind of character is hard for me to this guy's not a slacker right like he's again highly successful by any metric adventure but like i have as much disdain for him as i do slackers because he lets life take him he doesn't take control of his life exactly yeah but but i think the thing that's really sad about this book is that this adventure he has is not a departure from that he doesn't take like he's being led like the only he takes agency at one moment when he lies about who he is like but then he's just basically follows the world around and then gets led to do things by the real rainier and and he just kind of like falls into all these situations until it becomes to a point where he's his life is in danger and he's facing imprisonment. And it's like, uh, like, I don't know, man, like, cause you, when you're talking about it, you, you kind of, to me, it sounds like you're talking about like a romantic idea of like carpe diem, man. I'm like going to shed the shackles of well, that's societal just, norms and just live my life. I don't think that, I mean, on the surface, maybe that's what he thinks he's doing, but I don't really think he is because he's, again, he's just kind of like going with the flow. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just kind of going with the flow. He's not really deciding to do anything specifically. He's being coaxed into it. And he's like, okay. And like, he doesn't even, and like, he doesn't even really live the life, right? Like, like this woman, this beautiful woman is dying asleep. Yeah, he broke Effective, that's the right thing. But like, I mean, dude just doesn't really go all in and then dies or faces imprisonment. So he, he goes back to his normal life and he's sad again. It's like, I don't know, man, like it's pretty tragic. And I think I hate that people like that's a shitty way to live your life, man. Like to like wake up every day and think, is this all there is? 
Because well, like you either have to you either have to train your brain to say yeah this is all there is and that's fine that's great and like I can enjoy that or change your life like like I I just believe wholeheartedly particularly for this guy who's a straight white dude with a high paying job take agency in your own life man like not happy with your wife get a divorce right like don't want your job quit your job get a different job like you can do all those things without being pulled into near death like that's that's an extreme. And like kind of a falsehood. I just don't I don't know, man, like like this book really fascinated me because I feel like for as different as Brubaker and Phillips stories are. Like one to another, a lot of them are about people who are just really unhappy with their lives, (laughs) like and have made poor decisions. Right. Like and I wonder, like, how much of that is Brubaker working through his own shit? (laughs) Well, I think that's okay. Um, sure. And oh, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, there's nothing wrong with working through and shit. No. Yeah, and I don't think we need to know either way. We only yeah, have. No, no, we, no, right. no. I'm just saying, but it, it occurs to me as I'm reading it. That's all. I'm like, oh, I mean, right. And and like, I hope Brubaker's happy because, like, like when you read the forward of this, Brubaker's like, we just needed a break, like meaning like he himself felt like they were in a rut, so he writes a book about trying to get out of a rut. So it's like, all right, but it makes me wonder, like. So should I be bummed for you if you have to go back to Reckless? Like, well, or like, is this like your little little aside now you're re-energized and like you want to go to make more Reckless? Like, right. Well, I mean, art does imitate life, or and 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 art is fueled by life. So maybe, maybe who knows? Right. We, we'd yeah. have to we'd have to have the man on it and and ask him. But sure. Signs point to Jonathan being more involved in the debauchery than I think you're letting us believe. Because he has a real problem with with Den Pickett, mm-hmm. uh, an author whom he thinks somehow appropriated his dreams for use in his novel, and then the fire, right? Which, I mean, everything in this book is conceptual, and then the fire. Like that title makes you think that something happened that caused a conflagration. Right. That's that's what this whole book is. Right. But so he has a real problem with this Dan Pickett, who is killed. uh, And it was during a time when when Jonathan was uh, considered himself to be under the influence of something, a mind altering substance that was put into a drink that he consumed. Uh, So this this Den, whom he has grown to loathe, turns up dead but not only dead, stripped naked. So the, this this author is exposed for whoever whomever encounters his corpse, and he's he's got a belt around his neck that makes it look like maybe it was a, a autoerotic asphyxia, asphyxiation thing. And but but he had hatred for this dude. Rainier didn't care either way. He. Then Pickett's a nobody to Rainier, but Pickett ends up dead. So, like, was it was it Jonathan? It, it, it's unclear, right? But and, but there are other instances in the book where I I don't think that he's being entirely led by Rainier. I I think the his surroundings are enticing him. 
uh, and this new life are propelling him to do things that he wouldn't do. He throws the Molotov cocktail. Yes, if he didn't, it would have been very, very bad. But he did it, right? He 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 beat the shit out of the 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 old guy, um, uh, the security guard, clocked him. Like th- that guy is either very very harmed or dead because there was a hell of a lot of blood yeah right so i I mean maybe he was acting out of desperation like i'm in a situation where i have to do this or i'm not going to get out of it again it's not entirely clear but to to say that jonathan webb was being led you know by a leash through this whole thing i don't know I, I don't know if I can agree with that. I, I think the deal was sealed when he got, you know, the brunette on the couch. And he was just like, damn. This is, a, and she said, I'm not going to have sex with you. And and that could have been just a front. But he he, he took her at, a, at her word. But he's still sucking face with an exotic European woman. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I we know what's the downside of this. Well, you're cheating, but that isn't that part of the allure as well. Like people don't cheat without a fraction of their being being excited for the very act of cheating. Like I'm doing something that's wrong, socially wrong. Um. But I'm doing it anyway. So he, I, he, there's a lot of willingness behind Webb to, to engage in these activities. I, I don't think he's just a pawn. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Rainier's plan for him to kill Pickett. That was, he just went with that as a quid pro quo. So that's, I mean, that's fair. Right. And and Webb killed. He took a life in this book. Like, how do you come back from that? How yep. do you come? He he extinguished a life that was trying to extinguish his. Do you not walk away from that ten foot tall and bulletproof? Like, I won. Fuck, this is awesome. I, there's you can think that or you're looking over your shoulder because you killed somebody and there's a risk of you getting caught yeah but he knew also, with I the think... newspaper that they had no leads right so sure you've escaped the hangman's noose you're free well i mean murder investigations continue apace right especially in today's age they know sure. at the moment and, I mean, and this is 1978 but, but still it, it's i mean yeah it, right. no idea what the statues are well there's and, no and dna overseas yeah there's no dna at that point um and and even this though also screams to me white like like this was also i thought a, a not so subtle commentary on privilege right like dude literally gets away with murder be, and in no small part because he's a Nondescript white dude in a mm, you know yeah. and was able to hop on a flight and go home like yeah and no, but how no, no, all I no do is shave my mustache yeah, yeah. What that's, what, guy? that's what I was gonna say suspected. yeah like he he shaved like, and gets away with it like wow I f- wish it was always that easy I mean it is for Clark Kent I mean 
Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I this book I absolutely adore it because I think it's something that you can go back to just to remind yourself that you can take an escape hatch at any time. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I I, I guess the only reason I'm giving some pause to some of the things you're saying is that I think it acknowledged, and I'm not saying you're like intentionally not acknowledging it, but I haven't heard you acknowledge how had he just gone into this other life, how incredibly selfish that would be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing for me. Like, I mean, I think lots of people may fantasize like, oh, I wish I could just do this or tell my boss to go F off and just road and like all these things but like like it's not just a sense of response i mean it, it's just an incredibly selfish thing to do and like i don't think that's a great being just being incredibly selfish is a bad way to live your life i think no because and, we're, we're not I, I, most of us are not single entities we're part of families right. and communities yeah. And 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 we have people that depend on us for various things. So yes, to just walk a different path is incredibly selfish. But that's where the allure comes from, right? If it was safe and predictable and all those things by the numbers, it wouldn't be enticing, right? And all of this to you. To you, I mean, I, I I take great solace in those kinds of things. I, I I find them quite like my mind's always racing. So I I, I very much enjoy the uh, constants in my life, like very much the routine, the habits, and like I and by the way, like when we when we don't like something that we do over and over again, we call it routine and mundane. When we love it, we call it ritual. I mean, you've referred to our doing the show as ritual many times. Yes. What a fan you are of ritual. Ritual is another word for routine. Sure. It's something you believe has great power and or value that you do consistently for I, your own purposes. Right, but I think you need to further quantify that. Ritual is an act that produces an anticipated result. Right. Right, so you know the outcome. Yeah. That's why you're doing it. Right, but that's I'm the whole saying, right. That's the whole like, point of this book. That whether it's a cautionary tale of 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 skirting your 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 predestined um, path, or a a uh, romanticization of 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 living a, a different life than the one you think is planned for you. I don't know. I don't know yeah. whether, whether it's, whether it's, it's, Hey, watch out. Or it's like, look what you can do. I, I, I haven't decided that. And who knows? I, I think the, the, the beauty of this book is you don't have to decide. Sure. Sure. But yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, I, I mean, you know me, I cannot stand the predictable in anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If 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 I, I buy a record and it's it's four four rock and roll played by the numbers, like chances are I'm never gonna play it again because heard it before, nothing new. And the same applies to books and movies and and comics and and just everything. Whenever I can, whenever I get a whiff of predictability, I'm out. I'm done. I, I'm just wired that way. 
I've always been wired. So um, this this book speaks to me in that respect, in that you can change your programming. Yeah, there are consequences to doing it. People are going to be left let down, and, and the, the person that they thought you were is going to be transformed. You're not going to be the knight in shining armor anymore. You're going to be a shitheel who abandoned their family. But the romantic in me is like, if this is all there is, who's to say this character is wrong? Like, if, if, if you have a very finite span of existence, why not? take the side road mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know it may it's yeah. easy it's easy to say from from this rickety armchair that you know oh yeah i would do that but chances are very good i probably wouldn't <laughs> i mean if i haven't if i haven't done it up until now right 50 gonna be 50 what 7 58 whatever uh if i haven't done it until now chances are very good i'm not going to do it i'm just going to keep plodding down that path right but that's why this is this escapist fiction Mm -hmm. right we can pretend that we would do all these things and it's fun and it 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 makes the external more bearable right that we can live through this jonathan webb if only for a little while close the covers like hot damn i'm gonna do something different today and and say that the only thing different you do is instead of getting Chinese for lunch every day, you, you get Indian. Wow, like that's different. Okay, so, so now your life is your your <laughs> life is no. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Your your life is somewhat different. Like that's the way art transforms you. It, instead of going down Main Street tomorrow, maybe you'll take a side road and and go down Quincy. Right. You know what? I, there you go. I kind of do that. It's. There are there are routines that I have, especially on the weekends or on Friday night, walking out to to pick up dinner. But I rarely take the same route twice. It, it, it it's where's the joy? Alternate. Yeah, where's and the it, joy? It's just so yeah. I just I'm I'm I may not do that on the drive to work because I'm already dreading that shit. But, but as far as around the neighborhood and whatnot, yeah, that's, and if I'm hanging out with people or just we're, we're, we're having a good time and then we go somewhere else. Like I just, before here, I never really kind of just went with the flow like that, but the, what see, I found it, go ahead. See, you and I both hate our jobs. Jason doesn't. He at least, toler- well, right. He at yes, least okay, tolerates right, yeah, his job. Yeah. So you, you and I really dislike, where we work yes so what compels us to keep doing it why i mean you i get it you make money but i don't make a whole lot of money and yet i keep going to this job why why do i keep doing it routine because behavioral patterns are the most difficult things in life to break whether it's addiction or routine or, or just you know that 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 ridiculous predestined fate thing that we think we all have, uh, or some of us, to try and 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 or to to actually enact something that breaks that programming is the most difficult thing to do, and yet we keep doing it. Why? Why do we do? We're not happy. 
You're not happy. I'm not happy at work. So why do we keep going? Like, why don't we just say, fuck it. Tomorrow, I'm not going in. I'm going to call my boss and tell him, you aggravate me on every possible level. <laughs> I don't want to sit well, in this the, chair anymore. It, it, the answer is risk, right? It's yes. perception of risk. But yeah. the risk is, is, is a crucial component to this book. There is oh, huge, yeah, definitely. Right, there's huge risk in what Jonathan Webb did. I mean, the question we should be asking is, w- would he have just completely thrown his old life away forever if he didn't end up killing Rainier exactly. and having to leave town? Right. And I think he would have. Right? I think he was like... He I was hope he would have. He was set to give up everything, right? Like, yeah, I feel like that was he was definitely all in for whatever was to come. Um, until it he had to escape a murder. Yeah, I think he's. I I see the guy as a hero. Heroes do things. No, listen. Differ there. No, listen. (laughs) Heroes do things we wish we could do. Right. I wish I could move a planet like Superman. Right. I I I wish I could fly around in space. I I wish I had adamantium claws to destroy my enemies, and web shooters that I could swing from building to building. Like that's awesome. I wish I could do that. Webb is not a standard cookie-cutter hero, right? But he has done something. Whether it's, it's, it's socially acceptable or not, he's done something very difficult in the fact that he has stepped outside of his existence. He's broken his programming. Now, yeah, he relents and goes back to that life. So, so he, in, in a sense... Um, jumps back on to that 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 um that carousel right but for a little while for a brief little period in his life he was free that's admirable and i can say that with this being fiction right that you know there no one is hurt in the making of this book Everything is 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 fictitious. It, there, there are no repercussions at all. But within the confines of those covers, I could say that that man was a hero for a little brief period of time, and then because he did something that uh, he he did, uh, he performed a task that is superhuman. He broke his programming, and then, like a pussy, he went back. <laughs> <laughs> What I found interesting, I mean, it, it, it could have gone either way. This wasn't this wasn't a situation that was kind of thrust onto Jonathan. He picked the name Griffin when he kind of just crashed the party, and because of that, yeah, that's why. But that was random. Right? It was random, but it wasn't like. Happenstance. It, it wasn't a case of mistaken identity where, you know, he was just like in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like someone saw him in an elevator and thought that he was someone else. And then hijinks ensued and a whole bunch of catastrophes happened. He put himself in this situation. Yeah, it was more like a wedding crash. Him. Like he, 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 yeah, he lied to, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but again, the name Griffin is very important. Yeah. A griffin is a composite creature. Right. It's made up of different elements. It's 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 a, a lion and a and a, 
an eagle. Like it's two different. For a long time, Brubaker's a smart fucker. Yeah, so it's it's two different things all smashed together. So the duality. I mean, it's ridiculous how carefully Brubaker considers everything he puts into his books. Mm-hmm. I love this book. Yeah, so we had the we had the Oclaskers next week. What would it win? I mean, it's been a streak. Brubaker and Phillips have have taken a lot of categories in, yeah. in our eleven Oclaskers. Not only by us, but by the reader, by the listeners yep. as well. Rightfully so. so. Right. So, uh, would it be a huge surprise if if I voted f- this was my eleven o'clocker for bre- best um, crime? Like, okay, this, this may even win best OGN. Like, come on, it's hard All to right. compete with these guys. It is true. Yeah, especially when they do a couple of things here. Because you said the well, they said the. Um, He's saying that the uh, December the next book will be out in December and now yeah. soon, which I don't think it was, but yet or yet, but yeah. So December. So I mean, it could still, you know, I mean, yeah. Mo- mo- most most artists, most creators, they'll they'll do like you know an OG like 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 Zoe and 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 her OGNs, and it's like okay, you know, maybe we get one a year. But I mean, these guys are just like yeah, whatever, They're just steady right. working. There's yeah. two or three OGNs a year. Speaking of Zoe, how crazy. Is it that she's doing hack slash? I know. If I if know. that is not on my bingo card. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. Agreed, yeah. I mean I'm there for it. I want to see it, but I never would have predicted that. Like you never in a million years. I bet like Tim Seeley's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, while oh, we do we do know their next graphic now. What is it? Where the body was. That's the name of it. Where'd it's you a get, murder mystery. Where'd you get? Is it? It, is was, it, it was announced a month or two ago. So is it a self-contained thing too? Another OGN. It's called Where the Body Was. Nice, excellent. Yes. Yeah. It, it's oh, yeah. again okay. with, with two Brubaker Phillips in the in this. Well, more right. When was the last Reckless book? Last. Was it April? Remember? No, we've had a Reckless book this year. For real, we had one like in like March or April. Follow me down. When now did that come out? You gotta check that. But it's gonna okay, be go it's gonna be hard. No, it was Octo- October twenty twenty two. Is wow. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's so been now December, April, October, April, October. That's been the five of those. Well, it's gonna be hard. Two. They're doing two. Basically, doing they're doing two OGNs a year. Basically, they're, yeah, yeah. yeah they, did Rec- they did pulp and reckless. Yep. In 2020, they did Two Friend of the Devil, Destroy All Monsters in 21, Ghost in You, Follow Me Down last year, and then this and one, we got Night, Night Fever. Fever and, yeah. and Where the so, Body Was expected uh, the first week in December. Yeah. Is there a song, Where the Body Was? Because they name, Brubaker names his uh, stories after songs. Friend of the Devil, Night Fever, uh, well, Destroy All Monsters is a group. Or a movie, depending on which path you take. So yes, I guess it doesn't. Uh, fit. Uh, they're they're uh, looks like they might be back out on the west coast. Uh, boarding house full of druggies, ne- neglected housewife, young girl who thinks she's a superhero cop but wants to be left alone, and a private detective looking for a runaway girl. These are the stories that all collide. One deadly summer in where the body was. Yeah, I'm not getting a where the body was song. So this one, okay, but whatever. Um, 
do, what else do we have to say about this? I mean, we've taken almost the entire episode. Oh, rightfully so. But no, it, it's and and yeah, I I I know that we've done some books on the spotlight where we kind of just we may go page by page depending on the story, or we may just kind of dance around and not even really yeah. go too deep in the story. This is. It, I want people to, and anybody who's listened to us for longer than, than a few weeks knows how we feel about these creators, but it, it, this is something that I just, I really do want people to experience. And I know that we've kind of, we may have gone deeper, spoiled a thing here or there, but I don't, I, I think this is still something that, I, I just, I want people to experience for themselves. And, and it's, and we've said everything, it, it's, it's not quite like Reckless. Or, 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 or their other works. It's 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 the character who isn't necessarily. This is almost like Webb is kind of like a, a supporting character, like in in any other Brubaker story. But here he is front and center. It's just it's it's a different, unique tale yeah. from these guys that I appreciate. But it's I I don't want to. Um, I kind of I, I I I. There are moments here and there that I think we could talk about but i really don't want to uh take that enjoyment away from anybody right speaking only for myself right Mm -hmm. the the and then uh, assessment of of a book i i don't I, i don't take any joy in that because like what what is the book about how did it make me feel i think those are more important than Daredevil jumped off a building, right? Yeah, and you know I, I what I mean. Like that's yeah, yeah. that's great, but uh, not great. But I mean, it, it's informative, but it doesn't really give anybody any insight into what the hell's going on here. Right. I think we've done a good job over the years. Without we don't have a we don't have a a, a set way we approach books of the month. I think we let them come to us based on the level we're getting out of them. Right. I mean. You know, if we're reviewing a 12-issue run from a 1970s Marvel or DC comic, we're probably going to go pretty plot-heavy. Right, because that's all there is. That's what it is. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's about what happened to the... Right? And we try and find some humor and some some nostalgia from, you know, and some, uh, of the silliness of it or the or the neat parts. That's appropriate, right? But a book like this, yeah. Listen, there's not a lot of meat on the bones with this one plot-wise, right? I mean, this isn't some, like, grand... It's not like a reckless mystery we're trying to, like, follow. it. Like... You, you, you pretty much we've we described it already like it's it's nights uh, this guy goes on a, a a couple nights and then and ends up going back to his normal life that's pretty much you know yeah the the magic is is experiencing the details and and again the ennui and the angst and how how effectively these two somehow able to pull you into this guy's life whether or not you identify with that worldview or not like I think they do a great job with it and that yes magic of this book which is why we you know would have been a pretty short episode if we were like, all right, we're just going to talk about the plot and then be out. Cause yeah, no, that would I mean, again, like, the plot, I would imagine this wasn't a very lengthy script, right? Like, when he was writing for, for when he gave, you know, Sean the, the, it's, the magic is in the, 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 Ding. the, the underlayers. Yes. Exactly. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I don't think this is a book that requires, it, 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 it's, uh, it's, there's a paradox to this book because 
while the surface is crunchy and delicious and 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 um you know very tasty and may sate your hunger the real joy is dipping below the surface and and asking yourself like well, what would i do in this position how did this book make me feel that i think that's where this book really succeeds sure above and when, far be it for me to say but in my from my perspective i think the reckless books are Uh, periodicals, right? You get another chapter in the life of Ethan Reckless and Anna, right? And this happened, and then this happened, and you want to know what happens to these characters because you've you've grown to love them. This is not episodic. It's not hopscotch. It's not, you know, you're not progressing on a, a narrative path, and then in a couple of months you'll get another addition to that narrative pad. This is a done-in-one that features a character we, I'm guessing, will never see again. I hope not, right? Where it's it's an experience that can be perceived in many ways by those with different makeups, Right, D- different different mindsets. If you're more attuned to like, fuck yeah, I would do exactly this. I would step out and go down, or like, whoa, this guy's taking a risk. Like, I'm not sure I'm okay with this. Like, this is dangerous. Depending on your 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 perspective, your point of view, you're gonna you're gonna this this book is going to uh, react, make you react in different ways, right? And that's great. This is that that that's the beauty in this stuff. Where it's 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 not, you know, a twenty-sided die. You're, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 there there's no antis- You can anticipate, but it's not like this person's path. There's 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 risk to reading this thing, and I think that's great. That's what it should be. Our art should be unpredictable. And it, and it should it should speak to us in in its unpredictability. Take us on a journey instead of just that same old road, you know. Well, Spider Man needs to provide for Aunt May, and it's like, yeah, well, that's the last forty fucking years. Like, yeah, that's, I'm glad that's you circled not- back to that because that was going to be my parting point, which is that I don't feel that sense of sameness about my life. But as I get older, I very much feel that sense of sameness about forms of entertainment. Yes. Like comics most particularly because I've consumed most of them, like more of them. But to me, the films and the music and the books and the comics that excite me, that I remember, that I want to celebrate and tell people about and get other people to check out are when I'm genuinely surprised where – Something about them catches me off guard because I either hadn't seen it before or I didn't see that particular mechanism coming in that piece of art, whatever. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's new or that's not right. If if something can take you on, it can surprise you and take you, make you unaware. That's amazing. Right. And that's where. And I don't think there's a cure for this, just getting old. Okay, you're going to have to backtrack because you're, you're being squashed.
We can't hear. Right. You. I continue to consume these things. Right. Right. Well, um, it's no secret that that I love the the Japanese tokusatsu shows, Common um, Rider specifically, and one of the things about the last show, which is Common Rider Geats. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, but after 10 episodes, a reset button is pressed. And I was freaking riveted. I have never seen a show that progresses down a path and all of a sudden says, you know what? Screw it. We're going to start again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Different characters. Some of them are the same, but for the most part, they're different. And then it proceeds down a path. And then there's a reset button. Like, what the hell is happening? It's so unhinged and unpredictable and just plain different. Like, wow, why can't every show not be like this, but take that unpredictability and and make something else with it? Like, it's amazing. And American TV doesn't work that way. It, You know, it's a show about an office. I mean, however good the office is, you know what you're going to get. Every episode, pretty much. Like, yes, there will oh. be there will be unknowns in like what's going to happen to this character or this character. But for the most part, the show is the the the, the status quo of the show is not going to change. Right. Yeah. The, the The idea is to always, no matter what craziness happens within a half hour, at the end of that half hour, it needs to go back to the way it was. At the right. Beginning. And that's the same thing with Big Two Comics. We love them. We do. But Peter Parker more or less, is always going to be Spider-Man. That's just how it is. The, uh, the, there, there's value in the IP. As far as the comics go, there's some value, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so as long as people consume this IP, the status quo will stay the same. Yeah, they may shake it up. He may go away for a little while or, quote, die, whatever. But it'll eventually cycle around and it'll start again and, and, and because there's money to be made. But it's it's very strange. Uh, the Japanese don't see it like that because the Common the, the Rider shows are very finite. They're like maybe 40-some-odd episodes and then another one will come next season and it'll be different. It, it You know, different but the same. Uh, different characters, different situations, but... It's a merchandising machine, so whatever thing creates the common rider, they're going to merchandise the hell out of it. It could be cards, it could be you know cartridges. the 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 thing that makes the person the superhero is marketed to the to the teeth, right? But the 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 events of the show are wildly unpredictable. You do not know what's going to happen. And that's and it's never more apparent than in this Geats because can you name a show that just says okay we went ten episodes everything you knew is gone like that doesn't happen no that is revolutionary and I love that like that just spoke to me and I was and I was like this could be it's not but this could be the best common writer ever but it's it's not but in the moment it is that's because great. it's yeah. so new and it's so different right that's what i look for in entertainment my art i want something that shows me something i haven't seen before difficult but in a way that i can't predict not so hard 
right? Take chances. Mm. That that's what night fever is. It's 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 a yearning for something outside of the norm. But be careful what you wish for. Oh, abs- yeah. That's 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 the caveat. Yeah. Uh, it, you also you did mention the office and and my issue aside from the well I don't want to say it's my issue because there's there's something there's comfort in in the uh, in the expected but well that's American one, entertainment comfort but one one problem I do have with the American entertainment compared to and 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 you were talking about. Japanese, but also with, with, with the Brits, is that so the American office went on probably far too long. Far too long, yeah. The original the original was two seasons and a special. Yeah. And that's it, because they know they get in and out. Just tell the story you want to tell and not worry about it. Don't overstay your welcome. But Americans, because American TV is all about the ratings and the ads and, and making sure people are plugged in, it just keeps going. So as long as the ratings are good, they figure, fuck it, we're going to keep putting it out. And then you end up with the final seasons of, like, Friends or Seinfeld and, and or The Office. And it's just like, why could you could have gone out on top. Instead, you kind of just limped away and yeah. were left thinking about when it was great instead of what if it... And, and I just... But it's... So I... My my whole thing is, which is why we would enjoy things like you know, too old to die young, and where one episode is like you know, so strange, forty eight minutes, yeah. and another one is an hour and eighty. It's <laughs> yeah. like you know, so it's just, that's, that's the story I want to tell, and I, yeah. I love that. I want people to be able to tell stories how they want to tell them, create the content, and I'll consume it. I don't. It doesn't need to be. In like this little half hour box, and and I'm looking at the clock line. Well, they got to. Uh, this is going to wrap up soon because we're nearing the end of the hour, and 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 we got to be back next week. And it's like, and that annoys me. But we we seem to be. And, I, and it, Disney Plus is doing the same thing with the Mandalorian. Some episodes are a little longer than others. Yeah, and and you know, so I I just just tell stories. I think the reason why Too Old to Die Young, just to keep it on the Brew Baker uh, track, was that. One, it did not walk and talk like an American TV show. True. And he didn't play to expectations. It's about a cop. Again, there's the whole double life thing. It's about a cop who is anything but law-abiding. Or maybe I did, but you thought that... He was the star. He no. was the person that we were supposed to be behind, or nope. not maybe be behind, but we were going to follow his story to the end. We saw the story to his end, but yeah. I thought he was pretty much, he was going to, he was, he was, I figured just based on everything that I've seen, I've watched growing up, I just figured he was, right. he was going to be the constant. That fucked me up. Yeah. Because it's great, because Brubaker said, you know what, this is not the standard American television show. This is yeah. different. This is the story I want to tell. Yep. You thought this guy was in the driver's seat. Mm, not so Don't much. With that. He may do some cool things from time to time. He may be the hero to some, mm. but he still, he, he did some dirt. And He's got great now, taste in women, though. For sure. That's Leanne. I know it's your girl. I know. Yeah. And, but I mean, but the way he went out, it was like, it was just what? so. What? Yeah, right? I'm like, really? Again, how, oh. you could not have predicted that. No. So it was was so refreshing. Yes. Yeah, I love that show. But, again, the chances of seeing more (laughs) slim to none. Yeah. 
<laughs> but okay, uh, I'm I'm very thankful for what we got. Yes, but uh, again, uh, the director, you know what you're going to get going in with him. You're not going to get the the tried and true standard stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like expecting Lynch. I mean, you saw what happened when David Lynch tried to do a comedy. We got on the air. <laughs> like what? <laughs> have you ever seen on the air? I don't think many people have. No. Yeah, Lynch was in charge of a of a of a comedy. Um, the actor that played Squiggy on Laverne oh, and Shirley. Oh, TV series, not even yes. a movie. Yes. Oh no, it was a TV series, but it did horribly in the ratings because it did not walk it, the walk. It was broadcast from June twentieth to July fourth. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And it, but but it is great. And and again, like Twin Peaks, it did not play by the rules. So, again, when you don't play by the rules, the American public will slap you down. They want the tried and true. They want what they expect. Why? The, the, something that plays to expectations is boring. How do you get any kind of joy out of that? I don't know. But whatever. So, yes, this was our book. Anybody else have anything to say before we get out of this? I think we said, we said it all. Yes, I think this was a great episode because it didn't play by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our book of the month. Brubaker, Phillips, Phillips, Night Fever. Just go get it. It's amazing. And where can you get it? Cheapgraphicnovels.com You will, again, point and laugh at retail prices because you're not going to pay them. 40% and up discounts remember once you place your order you're going to get an email message that's saying thank you very much for your order this is what you order we'll get it to you as soon as possible you're going to reply to that email saying okay thank you very much but you know what 11 o'clock comics sent us me well could be us but probably me and you will be gifted with free shipping on your next order it is the best thing because shipping is expensive, and you're not going to pay for it on your second order. CheapGraphicNovels.com um, I don't know if this is an appropriate in your travels. Let me see what else I read. Maybe I'll go with something else, but my heart tells me not to. Um, What did I read? I read in... I'm not going to. I'm going to save it for next episode. I read Incredible Hulk number two. Oh, I didn't read it yet. How was it? I thought it was wonderful. Okay. But I, since you didn't read it, I won't get too much into detail. But it it furthers the relationship between Banner and Charlie. Okay. She wants... She has nothing to do with Banner. She wants the Hulk, which speaks to her character because she wants that rage. She wants that that power in order to escape her life. Banner doesn't want to Hulk out because bad things happen when he Hulks out. And there's a situation where, uh, not to get too specific, but the eldest has awakened an evil and the acolytes of this evil kidnap Banner and the girl, and they're used as 
well, they're intended to be sacrifices for this evil in order to bring them, like the, the eldest wakes it up, but the ritual was supposed to bring this evil to the surface. And Banner being Banner steps in front of the blade and the Hulk allows Banner to be killed. <laughs> yeah, it's great. that They plunge the knife into Banner and he's like, oh, fuck. And that gives the Hulk ample opportunity to 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 take precedence, to, to, to take the stage. But um, it just shows how much of a motherfucker the Hulk has become. Like, he'll allow his human host to die in order for him to... Like, he could have emerged without Banner dying or without ba- harm coming to Banner. But he's, he's sadistic. He's like, you know what? Yep. I'm just gonna gonna hang back, let them do what they're gonna do, and when they do it, that's when I'm gonna come out. And it's like, oh my god! And I will say, without spoiling it, there are two double page spreads where Nick Klein paints. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, disregard what I said, those on the Slack, because I poo pooed this book. And I said it last time, I'm sorry. I poo-pooed this book going in, but the proof is in the pudding. Right? What we got is amazing. So I would be disingenuous if I did not express my appreciation, admiration, and love for this book. Because it is just, it's awesome. Uh, And the presence that the Hulk has is ridiculous like the girth on this dude don't make yeah. a joke um klein renders the hulk like a brick shit house. like he is massive and you can just like he has presence other artists have done this you know jeff perv's hulk was was big i mean just go down the list right a lot, a very lot of, frank. yeah very very imposing hulks but there's something about nick klein's shaggy disheveled you know persona of the hulk that is just his his, his chest is massive right and you you would be hard-pressed to knock him over right there are things going on this book just read it that that are and, and i love the fact that it 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 makes me think of american gothic and shane the changing man this is American f- for right now. It's American Gothic horror through filtered through the Hulk, and I'm loving it. So, if you haven't read it, there's only two issues to date. Get them both. You won't be sorry. Incredible Hulk, um, Kennedy, Klein. Uh, just get it. Wilson. Wilson. Matt Wilson on color. Yeah, it is freaking phenomenal. It really is so far. Um, and the man Wilson's, thing's coming up. Say what? Man thing. Oh, there you go. Wilson's like a chameleon with his colors. Because, I mean, what he does here is different than what he does on Somni. Is different than what... It's just... It, I, I I know that they're... And that, that shouldn't surprise anybody. It's I, we're, we're, we're lousy with, with phenomenal colorists, whether it's Jordy, whether it's Stewart, whether... You know, it, we, we just have... I, I, I'm looking at it and it's Nick Klein artwork, 
And then I'm like, well, who colored it? And as you were talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, it's fucking Matthew Wilson. And I'm like, the same Matthew Wilson that, you know, colors Daredevil Firepower. Like, I'm just like, it, it, it blows me away that, that I, I love that the way color, every once in a while I just get smitten with, with how colorists adapt to whoever's drawing the book. It's just, it, right. it's, it makes me happy to be a comic fan. I, I'm, not a, I'm not above bearing it all and, and, and admitting that I was wrong. I pre I I prejudge the book. That's that's the thing. That's we, on me. We're always we're very quick to just based on all of us are we're it, it, based on past performance. This this you know obviously he's he's got a little bit of credit because of Last God, and then some might say that you know maybe he blew that credit because then he also followed that up with say Aliens or Action Comics or so it, it's it's I I I get it and and you know fool me once you said earlier but it it's. It, I don't. I don't think you may not be keen, and I'm not saying you, Vince, in particular. I'm just the general. But someone may not be keen on an announcement for something coming out because of who's working on it. But you have no idea what it's going to be like until it's actually in your hands. So it's. It's. I just. I. I just think people should temper their expectations, good or bad. But I mean, just to say it, I'm never reading this because you know Kennedy wrote it, and I'm not down with that. But then obviously you just read two issues of it, and you're enjoying the hell out of it. I love it. Yeah, and. I don't, I don't operate from a, a standpoint where I have to always be right. I'm more concerned about the truth. Mm-hmm. If the truth of the matter is I'm enjoying this piece of art, I will jettison any hopes of, of, of I guess, saving face and, and, and trying to seem like, you know, yeah, whatever. No, I was wrong. I was flat out wrong. I prejudged the book. I, I assumed it was going to be something going in, and I have been proven wrong. So, yeah, I'm I'm human. I make mistakes, and I love this book. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, we'll have it read. Um, yeah, I kind of, I don't want to go, there was one thing I wanted to talk about, but I didn't finish it, so I'll have that for next week because the series wrapped up. But um, I'll just... Uh, I will. Mm, no, never mind. I'll talk about uh, the first issue of the new Blade series because I like the character, and uh, I think the last time I enjoyed a Blade book was when Mark Guggenheim wrote it and Howard Shaken drew it back in the. Wow, it's a yeah, long time. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Civil War, right? So, it, say what? Around Civil War time. Uh, yeah, because it was yeah, but I think it was it wasn't set during it. It was it was kind of like its own, but it was. It, I enjoyed it, and Blades popped up here and there. He was he, he had one of the one shots in the uh, the death of Doctor Strange from from last year. But um, like I said, I like the character. Looking forward to whenever the hell they finally bring him into. Uh, into the MCU, but um, this is written by Brian Hill, who I enjoy. Uh, art by Elena Casagrande, colors by Jordi Belair. Um, it was it, it's it's a pretty solid, yeah, I'll say solid uh, first issue. The art's great, um, and you get everything you kind of need. I mean, if 
unless you've been under a rock, you, you, you just know who the character of Blade is, the Daywalker, vampire walking during the sun. And, and it's just, he's kind of a badass. He's got his swords. Um, but this issue is, um, you really, you, 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 you just, nothing is what it appears to be because you think it's a pretty straightforward blade swooping in, saving the damsel in distress. And, uh, there may be a mystery that he has to dig into and possibly solve. But, um, you'll see as you uh, get through the issue, maybe not so much. And, uh, and, and it's, it's just, it's, Another case of uh, don't prejudge. Uh, not the t- not the book in particular, just the characters in this particular story and and, and their actions. But um, I the, the, there was a bit of an oh shit moment uh, towards the end of the issue when when uh, things start to be revealed. Um, the uh, the last couple pages uh, really kind of I think put the hooks in me to continue to see where hill's going with this um but i thought it was a uh i thought it was a really really strong first issue to get you up and running and you know there there aren't uh as far as i know i don't think there were really any um any footnotes redditors notes saying you know if you had to read another another story or event to the events leading up to uh to this issue so you can uh, you can just jump right in hit the ground running it's blade number one legacy number 29 whatever man just i i that's 29 means nothing like at least with hulk it's like legacy 783 we're no <laughs> a couple of months away from 800 yeah it's, here it's yeah. like what the hell it's legacy so man. so silly so, so dumb wait that, for a milestone but. that impresses no one i seriously that's like whipping it out at three inches three inches it's like oh it gets like four or five like that's great, and it's kind of an insult to play. It's like you haven't it had thirty fucking issues, bro. Yeah, it's like bro. I, so I. Just, but no, I thought it's a um, can't have it both ways. You you definitely definitely cannot. Who um who did the cover? Uh, the cover is by, oh covers by um Elena. So yeah, I thought it was a uh, I thought it was a typical Marvel move where we get somebody else to do the cover and the interiors are by the artist but uh but no i think uh yeah in your travels check out blade number one yeah once one thing before jason um jumps in i read scrapper yeah what'd you think as i was reading it i thought if there ever was a book that was tailor-made for david price it's this book it's ridiculous how attuned that book is to your sensibilities yeah, I'm curious. I, I, I'm really looking forward I, to the second issue. I thought it was very good. Very good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Casa Grande is an absolute art beast. Yeah. Her, uh, her work on Black Widow with Kelly was amazing. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, in your travels, I'm going to preempt a book so that folks listening to this go out to the store next week and get it <laughs> if they didn't pre-order it. No X-Men Gala? No. Um, <laughs> in your travels, when it hits the stands next week, pick up The Sacrificers. Yes. One. Oh, nice. We all read it. Yes, we nice. did. By Rick Remender, writer, art by Max Viomara. Love Max's work. Um, 
to this point, my favorite thing he's done uh, is uh, Doctor Andromeda in the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows, which is a Black Hammer miniseries. But anyway, very excited for these two to pair up. And the first issue did not disappoint. I'm, I'm glad you both read it. So, Vince, uh, no doubt, I mean, you already brought him up tonight. You love David Lynch. He's one of your boos. thought you probably very much appreciated the end cap of the first issue here where Remender says that David Lynch is his favorite storyteller and yes. that he it is his work that is the reason he became a writer. Nice. Full stop. Yep. So he said that uh, he's approaching this book in the way that Lynch approaches his storytelling where he will he's not going to spoon feed us. You're going to have to be confused and piece things together and make conclusions in your own right. And he's not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. It's just going to be how you interpret it is what it is. And uh, I love that. The way and it should be. I thought be. it was amazing. Hmm? It's the way it should be. It's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought Fumar's art was incredible. Uh, this book had a ton of gravitas. The character designs were awesome. Yep. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions, which is by design. A lot of unanswered questions for the first issue. But I'm, listen, I'm an easy mark when it comes to Remender. There's no, there's no denying that. Um, but uh, but I really thought he he crushed the, this first issue. And I, um, I get a feeling this is going to be, you know, this is going to be one of his one of his big ones. This is going to be more deadly class caliber than, you know, uh, uh, strange know, pick, girl, pick. strange. Girl. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Strange girl. So I really hope so because, uh, first issue, I mean, I talked about it when it, when I read it, I, I think the cosmology behind the issue or behind the story is amazing. Dad is of the sun. Mom is of the moon. Like, come on. He's, he's playing with universal themes, right? Yeah. I, I really hope this 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 catches on. Uh, yeah. Not only because I thought the issue as a whole, the complete package was very worthwhile. I I, I just the visuals are stupid. They're yep. amazing. Like the 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 expressions on on the son's face when he's taken away, like stop. Mm. It just rips your heart out. Yeah, I think it's wonderful when he says goodbye to his sister. I just wanted to die. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. And McCaig on top of him is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. And yeah. Russ Wooten on, on letters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great team. I think it should be um, a given that every image series that's really good comes with a wave of action figures. <laughs> Why not? Like, you got Todd in the house. Just make them. Um, and I don't care about the money aspect of it. Who cares if they lose money? Make sacrificers action figures. Because <laughs> I would buy them all. All of them. Yeah whatever yep all right everybody hey thank you for being here with us on this book of the month we hope you come back next time in the meantime though here's what i want you to do go to your comic book shop or online retailer buy some comics read them love them talk about them come here maybe we'll talk about them too in which case you can respond to our comments on the the old website 11 o'clockcomics.com um we would really love it if you would check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, where we have a whole mess of people every day that gather on our dedicated Slack channel. Not only to talk comics, sometimes we just like give life updates or welfare checks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how you doing? I'm doing fine or I'm not doing so good. And we all rally around the person. It is, it's really a family. Uh, not only that, you get images, audio, 
vintage fanzines out downloads comic book mm. covers like a whole mess of stuff comic book pages everything we can muster in order to make the experience uh, an old-timey experience more vivid for you so uh, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics go there in the meantime say good night <laughs> David. <laughs> Night. You know what that is, right? It's the hot no for clue. it's the hot for teacher video, Van Halen. Oh shit. Oh yeah. damn. Wow. You kids. Unbelievable. Wow, wow, Funny. Wow, wow. So I'm driving home f- from work. I picked up Mia from work driving home yes Mm -hmm. nice and there's an old woman who's walking into her yard no bra flopping around all over the place and i yell out the window put a bra on grandma (laughs) damn (laughs) it was horrendous these things were they had like they were sentient they had life of their own. They were going one way and the other way. And I was just like, man, that's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David. All right. Hey, everybody. Please come back next time. We'll be here for you. Maybe with a beverage and something to eat. We don't know. Maybe. Uh, but you'll never know if you don't come back. So we hope you come back. Tell them you love them. Oh my Big fans. Jeez, it it should be come on. Uh let's okay, take two. Out of three. Tell <laughs> them you? tell them no nah, do it right. Tell them you love them. I love them. Oh jeez. You would not pass the screen test. Sorry. What screen test? You're always being tested. Mmm. Damn. I can't believe we went this whole episode without you talking about the congressional UFO hearing. You know that's blowing up my world, right? I know it is. Like, for real. I'm sure it is. I'm Sicilian. I have a tendency to get emotional. (laughs) During the congressional hearing, I teared up. I lost it. I, oh my, good for you. Dude, I never, ever thought I would see this day. I take it you don't take the information presented as true? Does it matter what I think? Well, it matters to me. Everything you do does matters it, to me. Yes, it does. Everything you do matters to me. Oh. I've never not been open to the. I've always said, of course, I, I, I think it's absurd to think there is an alien life in, in infinite space. I've never doubted that, but I do. But I have also spent my life being a very meticulous analyst of all things, and so I, 
I think this is really interesting. I I don't I don't know that like it's really I don't see it as like it's not changing my perspective in any meaningful way, but I I love the idea of at least it getting one step further into being part of the collective consciousness and the discussion of it. Like that's well, cool. I, I, other than seeing and touching firsthand, what more proof do you need? Like a high-ranking man with very high security clearance is telling you that he has firsthand information from people that have seen and touched these things and that this exists under oath, under penalty of, of jail time or worse, he's telling you this is what exists. There is a group of people that have taken great pains in killing or hurting people that come out with information on this subject and you, this does not blow your world up. Like, when when have you ever seen a congressional hearing on this subject, number one? Number two, where Congress was actively receptive to the yeah. ideas. Like, they're, they're like, okay, well, this is a, 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 a question of national security. Like, we got, to, we got to examine this. We're being stonewalled by the Pentagon and other agencies. Like, this should not be. We're Congress. They're not above us. The inverse is true. So it's like, what's happening? Like, there, there's a fundamental hole in the way things work when, when a, an alphabet agency can have power over Congress. Like, that should not be. This does not concern you or, or at least interest you at all? Oh, I, just said it was, I just said it was interesting. Yeah, just, it this is, is a, very interesting. It's a problem. This is a big, big problem. I think this is going to be, this is the first of many. Like, this is, uh, human history has turned a corner. Not all, I mean, it, 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 it's a subject that was once ridiculed and demeaned. Like, you, you, were, you were considered crazy if you came to any kind of authority with the fact that you saw something that you can't explain. But now it's like, it's almost, ex I don't want to say accepted, because I don't think it will ever be accepted until something lands on the White House lawn and shakes hands with the president. But it's not viewed as a joke. That's a big step. Like, I, I again, I, I, I never, ever, ever thought I would see this day. Love it. Yeah. I just wish Art Bell were alive to see it. Yeah. Art would have loved this. Stanton Friedman, mm. too. Like, I don't think there, there, there's, there are many people who have um, exhausted their, their entire lives pushing for disclosure. Stanton Friedman was top of the list. And, and I wish Stanton Friedman and, and Art Bell and, and, and you know, there, there's, there's a handful of guys that, I, I, that are no longer with us that I wish where where uh, Jacques Vallée? I don't know if he's dead or not, but I'm hoping he's loving this if he's alive. Eric Von Daniken, like there there are guys that are probably like fist pumping at this, and rightly so. Like they they've spent their entire careers, um, 
uh, Giorgio Sulacos, whatever you want to say about him, mm -hmm. H and Like, come on, this is what these guys have been championing, and now it's very close to being accepted within in the in the in the public, and that's awesome. Whatever. Yes, I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the 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 the, the hearings, and, and I hope it continues. And it just amazes me that we have Republicans that are seemingly thinking clearly for yeah. once in their in their existence. Like how that's your that's the biggest reason you should be dubious of this is that is that these people who literally believe in shit like QAnon and fucking now, Biden taking down the presidency are the ones that are like, yeah, this is legit. So. No, I don't think so. I, I they they have a vested interest in small g government and to think and the very notion that there is an organization within their, that machine that has more power than they do concerns them greatly so let's it, just okay again i'm like i don't want to ruin your parade but like the most outspoken member of congress in support of this is matt Getz, who is literally without question the most idiotic person that's ever gotten elected to national office in this country I agreed i agree with and you. he's the one carrying the torch about how serious this is so like, I, again like that's why you got to slow your roll a little bit like no again, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying i'm not saying it's not cool like in fact i'm really much looking forward to the nasa report that we're going to get off this stuff in a few months that's going to be awesome that's going to really have me very intrigued because it's nasa and it's a bunch of scientists who are very empirical um I'm here but, for it. Like, 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 I'd love to see proof. That'd be great. Yes, but I wouldn't expect it's going to be a very slow process because Congress has already been blocked. I, have you watched the hearings? I watched some of the hearings, yes. After okay. The buzz. All of the stuff that Gresh was saying, like, I can't comment on that, but I will tell you outside of the, the, the hearings in, in, in close quarters, I will tell you all of the things. The Pentagon has already blocked him from giving that information. He, the, the, under the the guise that his security clearance has elapsed because he's retired, so he can't divulge that information. So how convenient for them? So the the roadblocks are in place, and I'm 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 assuming that they will continue to multiply, but I don't think Congress is going to let this go because. It, it renders them impotent. There, there's a an alphabet organization or many out there that is circumventing their power, and they're not going to have it. I don't. I w if I was in their position, I wouldn't have it either. The the you have a loyalty to the American Constitution. If you do not walk the walk, then we have no use for you, and what you're doing is criminal. This is what they're saying, and I agree with it. Bipartisan. I agree with the Republicans. I agree with the Democrats. This should not be. I, and I, I think it's brilliant that, that they formulated their whole plan of attack under the guise of there are people that are rendering your power as Congress useless. That's universal. Like, who wouldn't want, who wouldn't respond to that? If you were in Congress, you'd be like, fuck that. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm in Congress. I should, this is, it is my right as is my position to be granted this information how who are you to stonewall me it shouldn't happen like that's the reason why the branches of government were created and yet 
they don't um, divulge the information that should not be. It's not right. They're lying to us. They always have been. But whatever. Look what you did. What's wrong with you? Come back next time. <laughs> As Carl Sagan said, Vince, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I think they have done just that. They did give extraordinary evidence. You have a, a decorated, uh, experienced pilot who said that something was in the air in front of him that um, maneuvered in ways that we do not have technology to do. What is that? Is is it a, a, a rival country? Is it something else? Who knows? Whatever the case, it should be investigated. There are there's radar, there, there's data. Like we can tell, we have satellites in place that can photograph a license plate, and yet we don't have visual information on these these incidents. Come on, give me a break. Nah. We've always known the truth is out there. They just got to let us see it. Why did you bring this up? Because <laughs> it's like the biggest news of the week. It's the biggest news of our generation. <laughs> cool. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. I knew you'd be excited. I am excited, and I, and I hope something comes out of it. To wake it's up like, in it's like the opposite of how I was feeling reading Hellfire Gala this week. Yeah, that was trash. I got you back on that. It was garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. It was hot garbage. I had to pick the chunks of corn out of that shit. That's how bad it was. Listen, I mean, as uh, you know, all things must come to an end, especially when you're talking about serialized IP comics. Nah, nah. I, they, Marvel was given a gift. Yes, they paid. No, no. I'm saying, what my, but I'm saying they owe. Like whether or not it, whether we wanted to, I, like I knew the day that we got Hoxpox, it was going to eventually come to an end. Oh right, because and, like the talk, the, the clock started ticking the second Hickman left the books. I mean, right, right. you know, it, it 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 literally you can you can trace the if we were doing a regression analysis of the quality of the overall narrative, it 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 was in steady decline, and that just meant that it was just a matter of time before they shifted to you know a very unoriginal. Let's get back to them being right, you know. And almost extinct and fighting for their lives. And that's like, okay, yeah. I've read yeah. that 8,000 times. And, and again, listen, lots of our booze, apparently, that's awesome. I don't want anyone to read a comic and dislike it. It's a waste of time and money. Um, but uh, I've read the comics ever created. And so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that I'm never going to read these. And I leave myself open to, you know, a year from now saying, oh, you know what? Actually, ended up being pretty good. I, I fell for it, and, and it, but 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 right now, based on the fact that I've read these for thirty plus years, I this will be be endemic of needing to take uh, a a long hat from the X books and, and just 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 chilling. Yeah, hiatus. Well, I mean, the only way because you have an informed opinion, you've read these books for decades. You, you've peered, right, but I'm saying other other people have as well. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, well, more optimistic people, people. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying so. Like, uh, like all, all good. I, I I hope other people, whether I wanted to or not, like they're doing. They did it. <laughs> like the, yeah. the the issue came out. It is quote, it is canon, and as much as canon exists, it, it is it is what's happening. So okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, from my perspective, optimism. As far as the big two are, are concerned, is pretty much synonymous with insanity, because 
well, yeah. per, like I, I, uh, perpetual optimism. Like, right. Like, I think you need to when you get something that really lights your lights your flame. You got to just enjoy it in the moment and recognize that it's not going to be the case forever. And that's fine. Right. You know, and that's e- fine. even I've, if it's I've not. No, go ahead. Yeah, we we've read a lot of like we've been over this a million times. Like, you guys have read a lot of Batman or Superman or Spider Man comics or X Men or Avengers comics, and sometimes they really feel great. Other times they don't. But out of momentum, you keep reading them in hopes that you'll get another cycle where they really float your boat again. And um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it really is fine. It's not. I mean, listen, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm still paying my mortgage. I'm still hitting them skins. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, we're out of here. We love you. We will be back, and we hope you're here with us too. Yes. Now, you had your chance. Tell them genuinely that you love them. Oh my God! How Come on, hard, David, do it. How hard is this? It should not be this hard. I, we, I didn't talk to David or me. Both. When I talk, I both. I know oh. he'll comply. You're the holdout. Oh, I very much love them. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Tell them you love them. Take four. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Jesus. Goodbye, people. <laughs> That's, what we say. That's it for that one. <laughs>